This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Look at that! I'm I'm large again. There we go. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I I hate I hate Thursdays. Um, well, every other Thursday, my cleaner comes in, and to prove that she's clean, she never actually puts anything back where it was, and I can't find anything. But look, first world problems, I guess. Good evening. How are you doing? Uh, good evening. Good day. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Goodbye. Hello wherever you are about in the world. And if you were down in Australia, Luke, you're probably having a good time with yourself. Oh, see my Facebook if you want to know more. Um, on the day it's been, I was checking, believe it or not, somehow I ended up in Bristol World's website, 
Um, not that I was looking for porn or anything like that. I saw Craig look up then. Um, but apparently, according to Bristol World, uh, we've got the most expensive squad in the championship. Uh, our squad is valued at 191.7 million pounds, uh, with our most valuable player being Kieran Dewsbury Hall at 25.6. I think he's worth a little bit more than that, isn't he? Uh, but look, this is the preview. We've got uh, Middlesbrough. I've got to get that right because then I've, uh, I've I've written it out a hundred times because I spelt it wrong. So I've written it out on a, on on my blackboard a hundred times how to spell Middlesbrough. So my apologies to all the Middlesbrough fans. I do really do apologise. If there's anybody in you, you're more than welcome. Um, this is like I say the preview for Middlesbrough. They've beaten us. Can we get revenge or will they do the double? Chris does it three hours a day. Want to do it again? Five days a week. Oh, yes. Just for you. I love it. On the Golden Breakfast Show. This is Surrey Hills Radio. It is indeed. <laughs> and good evening, first of all, to um, Stephen. How are you doing? Is it Stephen or do you prefer Steve? Uh, Steve. Steve's fine. Steve, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, thanks. How's yourself? Not so bad, not so bad. Um, can't 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 moan at this season. I'm sure, with, as as Craig said earlier, football fans, we always find something to moan about, don't we? Um, I mean, Craig, I, I can. <laughs> Usually, it's at me and my spelling. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, Craig, how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you very much, Chris. Yep, looking forward to. Uh, Game of the weekend should be another tough one, and we say that every week, but uh, I think it might be. Although, although looking at Stephen, <laughs> he's not as confident. <laughs> oh, no, I'm surprised on that. And obviously, we're going to we'll talk about it in more detail. But, Craig, I mean, this is one team who gave us a game, kind of worked us out. I mean, yes, it was a wonder goal that, that, that won it for them, but not to take that away from it. You know, at the end of the day, they beat us, and only four teams, including themselves, have done. I am a little bit worried personally. Um, only, I guess I'm worried only from the fact of statistics, which usually uh, state that someone will do the double over during a season, even mm. when we won the league. You know, Arsenal did it to us. I think they were the only ones, but yeah, someone, someone can. I'm, I'm putting you in the same bracket as uh, as Arsenal there, Stephen. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone somewhere tends to do a double over you, but um, hopefully not this season. No, no. Finger, fingers crossed. Uh, well, we always start with managers. Um, I, I noticed there was booing again on our game the other day, Craig. Was there? I I didn't notice it. Again, I'm, is someone tapping into the feed and booing? Because well, I, no, I it was. It was when um, McAteer had the ball in front of the dugout oh. and he could have gone forward and he didn't. He turned yeah. and played it back and they lost it. I mean, yeah. come on, let's let's uh, let, let's well, um, not, I'd say, first world problems really, isn't it? Two things on that. Again, you were watching on TV, so I don't know what the camera picked up and what it didn't. So it wasn't booing, you know, it was the, oh, you know, the usual kind of noise. But... The one leading that was Maresca. <laughs> for the first yeah. time, yeah, for the first time, I may need to move back a little bit here just so you can see. Uh, so Maresca, when he was right in front of the dugouts and he got the ball to his feet and he went backwards and Maresca sort of went like this and went 
go that way. That's the way you should be going. And um, it's the first time I've seen him get irate with a player for, for moving it backwards. So it wasn't just us this time. He can't have a complaint there. He was flabbergasted that McIntyre had space in front and he went backwards and, and, and even Maresca was, let's say, pretty angry with him. Ah, fair point, fair point. Um, Steve, I mean, Michael, you're going to get everything. Stephen, Steve, Steve, <laughs> you're going to get. Um, Michael Carrick, your manager, he was, heavy, I mean, a lot of people wanted him to come to Leicester, uh, you know, in the summer. Uh, on the strength of sort of, you know, up just over half a season with you. Um, good season last season, he turned things around. Almost identical this season. How happy are you with him as your manager? I thought you were going to ask me how happy I was with the season then. <laughs> an answer ready. Um, Manager-wise, I think he's fantastic. He's... Do you me? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, have I frozen? Or, uh, I didn't hear anything then, Steve. I, I could hear him. I think it was you. It may have been you, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me, I'll ask the question again. I do apologise, Steve. Uh, Michael Carrick, how happy are sorry. you with him? Well, really happy. Um, he's got, he's, he's obviously receiving a bit of criticism at the moment. Um, obviously, no win since New Year, well, just about New Year's Eve in the league. One win in 2024. That was against Chelsea, weirdly enough. Um <laughs> I'm happy. I'm very happy. But you see, there is a few areas. You know, there's no Plan B. There's no something's not quite right. But overall, for his first job, I think he's doing a cracking job so far. I think we're I seeing know if this is um, me then because I. Oops. Sorry, Chris. It could very much be no. It could very much be my end, and I think it is having just looked at that. Then, so I apologise. Yeah. What I was going to say is, are we? Um, we almost seeing the end of plan B's because, you know, managers now are very much, you know, stick to a style of play. And I think the old days of us expecting that there would be a plan B, that they would try something different, I think are fading out pretty quickly now. So it's either the way we play works or it doesn't and that's it. So I don't think managers tend to have a plan B anymore and they'll they'll dig their heels in and say, this is the way we're playing. Would you agree, Stephen? To an extent, I would, because obviously, you know, managers can be stubborn, but I do think, to another extent, you do need a plan B, because, you know, there is days mm. where it can go drastically wrong. And No, I, I agree. <laughs> you know, and... I, I think some people think Michael played completely different. We had we played five at the back, frustrated them to a one nil defeat and a one nil win. So you know that says everything for me. But you mm. don't want to be playing like that every week. Obviously, that was a needs must. You know, we were, if we well look at the second leg in the League Cup semi final, went to Chelsea, yeah. try to try to give it a go and got beat six one. So you know that's not <laughs> what you want to do. So yeah, you, I think you do need a plan B, and I think. It needs to stick around because if, if plan A doesn't work, then you, you really are in trouble. Yeah. And you got to the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. If if you don't go up this season or don't get into the playoffs, is he with you next season? 
It's a tough question, that one. It's a really tough question. There's a lot of uh, a lot of whisperings, a lot of um a lot of rumours. Obviously teams like West Ham, you know, what's the situation with David Moyes? I don't know. Um I'd love him to be here. I really would. Um, but we all know it's a matter of time before he does move on to something bigger and better because, as I say, he's, he's one to look out for in the future. He's, I think he's brilliant, but um, I'm praying he is here next season, yeah. Are, are you still owned by Steve Gibson, is it? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's, not, he's not exactly known for sort of going through managers, is he? He seems to give his managers a fair a fair crack of the whip. Yeah, I say, we're, not, we're not one, you know, we're not a club that, doesn't give someone a chance, like you say there. You know, we're we're a club that you know gets behind them and gives them as much as possible uh, before you know time does run out. Obviously, there's a few examples where we haven't quite. I mean, you look at Gary Monk. Gary Monk was only with us for six months, and so mm. we let him go. Obviously, there was you know different circumstances to that. But apart from that, I say we're quite good at you know sticking with what we've got and, and giving it a good go. So I say longevity is um, one of our advantages, I'd definitely say. So St- sticking though, Craig, isn't always the best thing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's difficult, <laughs> isn't it? It is difficult, you know, because the grass isn't always greener. You know, sometimes if you think a manager has got something about him, then you know, it is worth sticking with them, you know, mm-hmm. and you've just got to go with it. Every manager will have a bad patch at some times. And um, it's how long those bad patches are. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Man City was struggling to get a win. You know, I think they mm-hmm. went five, six games without a win. Now, you, you take that further down the league and people would have been calling for the manager's head. It just so happens it's Pep and it's Man City. So I think every manager has... Um, uh, the, the the scope for uh, to have a bad run it's how much they've got in the bank um to get them through it and uh and and the the ambitions of your of your chairman yes yeah i mean that's your season uh, the, the the this season's day and i mean it was an awful start you had i mean looking yeah. at that it was what one two three four five six seven nine ten games really before you got away from the relegation zone yeah, I mean, our first win was, uh, I think it was uh, Southampton, funny enough. And that's mm. their last defeat uh, until, obviously, Tuesday night when Bristol City uh, turned them over. Um, so, mm. it shows how unpredictable the championship is. Yeah, we had a really poor start. It just seems, unfortunately, we're going through that similar sort of spell now. Um, but we've got, obviously got something under our belt. But yeah, we had a really poor start. A lot of, I think that was due to a lot of change in the summer, though. There was a lot of change. Um, obviously, players went on our lone star has left. You know, Cameron Archer, Aaron Ramsey, uh, Ryan Giles went. Tuber Akpon was sold as well. We've had to obviously, you know, reinvest and, and go again and look at the players to bring in. And, and obviously, one of, the, one of them's already gone in January. Morgan Rogers gone to Villa. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a restart this year. And it's been a bit up and down, and you can probably see that by our results as well. As you can see by that chart, we're a very up and down team. We're not consistent. Mm. We're not anything. We're just middle of the road. That's where we seem to be at the moment. And did you? And I, I could I could be totally wrong here because obviously I don't I don't know but, but those strike those players that you said there that left was one of them like a star striker that you lost. Yeah, well, obviously Tuber Akpom uh, scored twenty nine goals for his last season. 
So um, mm. that was a good chunk of our goals, a good ch- chunk of our armour. Um, Cameron Archer scored was in double fix- figures as well for goals. <laughs> so we had a, we had forty plus goals to replace up front, and mm. some fans would say we haven't quite done that, and I'd probably agree because if you look at the options we've got up front now, we've got well, it's very slim pickings to be quite honest. You know we are struggling. And it's it's shown yeah. with the amount of goals we've scored as well. You know we should we should be further up the league goals wise, and we're not. And it, it's frustrating. It's been a bit frustrating this season. I'm not going to lie. It's always hard, isn't it, Craig, when you lose somebody that's given you that many goals. It is. You know, it's the it's the toughest job of all, isn't it, to to stick the ball in the net and and you can't understand why. Some players can and some players can't when the rest of the team is playing the same way and creating the chances. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you take that many goals out of a team, it, it's going to take some time to to get them back unless, you, unless you're spending ridiculous amounts of money. And I don't think uh, Middlesbrough or, or the likes of ourselves are in positions to, to do that uh, these days. Yeah. I didn't realise Highfield Fox has just said they get well uh, soon, Roy Hodgson. Uh, I hadn't realised he's actually in hospital undergoing tests, having been taken ill uh, during training today. So, um, yeah, we... Uh, probably didn't help that they're lining up a replacement for him, did well, it? Well, <laughs> I yeah. think he goes actually with the worst-kept secret, isn't it? Yeah. You know? right. um, uh, Scott asks you here, Steve. Um, hope you're well. was wondering uh, your take on Carrick. Is he a passionate manager on the sidelines or reserved? Reserved is probably an exciting word for Michael Carrick. He's very <laughs> reserved. He's very. You could look at him on the sidelines. We could be we could be three four nil down, and his facial expression wouldn't change. We could be three or four nil up. Everybody else could be delighted behind him. You know, Jonathan Woodgate, Aaron Danks would all be delighted behind him, hmm. and his face wouldn't change. There's nothing about him would change. He's such a cool and calm customer. A bit like he was when he was a player. You know, look at the superstars yeah. he played with and, you know, talking to him after games, he was like, yeah, yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? And you think, you know, show, show a bit more, you know, <laughs> show a bit more. But he's, he, I, think, I think it's an advantage as a manager, you know, he doesn't look flustered, he doesn't look frustrated. So mm. it can be an advantage. But yeah, reserved is a very, very good word to use for Michael Not, not going to end up in the referee's book very often, like Enzo then. No. Is, is that reflective of the way the team plays, Stephen? Um, it can be. I mean, sometimes some some teams do need a good kick up the kick up the backside. Yeah. You know, they do, they do need that, and you do think I don't, I don't know if he's the guy to do that. I don't know. You know, I don't know what goes on obviously behind closed doors. Mm. He might be a person that does a Sir Alex Ferguson kicks a boot around the dressing room. I mm. don't know, but he doesn't mm. look like the type of guy that does. Is mm. so it it can, but also it can reflect in the way that the players keep calm. You know, everybody mm. keeps calm around him. And the players think, well, if he's not jumping and, and going absolutely apoplectic, you know, maybe you know we should calm down and just get back to what we should be doing and playing mm-hmm. our game, and then it just it puts us on the right step again. So it it can see it both ways, to be honest. I think we had a little bit of that with Brendan, didn't we, Chris? That um, he Sorry. really what what's he, this little shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> he really rarely showed emotion on the on the pitch. I think emotion to him was sort of clapping a little bit faster. Um, but yeah. he, and then sometimes you realise that it's difficult. You, Particularly in games where 
you need more energy from your team. And you think, where's it coming from if it's not coming from the manager? And I think we found that a little bit frustrating at times that you do need someone. If you haven't got someone on the pitch to do it, then you look to your manager. And if he's not doing it either, then it can be a little bit frustrating. I think uh, I think Brendan was a Navy SEAL, but having never been in the Navy, if you get get my meaning. Um, We mentioned Steve Gibson there, Steve. I mean, obviously, we we, we love our owners. Um, We, 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 you know, (laughs) hope they're with us forever and ever. I mean, when he came in, I remember, you know, you were making the big the big signings. I mean, look, you know. We met uh, twice in the League Cup final, um, the first game, then the replay. You've got um, yeah. um, Ravinelli, you've got Janino, who apparently is still in the back pocket of uh, Pontus Camargue. I don't know how true that is. I interviewed Pontus Camargue <laughs> not so long ago. And bless him, I said I mentioned that to him. And he says, actually, I've got him locked in my bedroom. Do you want me to get him? <laughs> he played along with it. Lovely guy, Pontus. Uh, but you know, you had some big stars. Brian Robson, your manager, um, didn't work out. You've not really hit those heights again. But as, as an owner, are the fans mainly behind him, or, or are there some sort of you know whispers and of discontent? I mean, there's a few. I mean, I will say one thing you say we haven't hit the heights since. I mean, I put you in the, the contact of 2006, we did hit a European final. So there's some yeah, fair point. Fair you know? point. Yeah. So you yeah. know, we did do that with yeah. Steve McLaren. Obviously, um, won a trophy as well. No, no, that's, um, that's not, no. I take it back. I take it back. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it's, I mean, you, you mentioned 1997. It's one of my worst first memories uh, following the Borough. So um, yeah, Emil Heskey scoring last minute in extra time was not the greatest thing I've ever mm. seen when I was a kid. So, um, but yeah. no, we haven't hit the heights of that since. Um, there's a few groans of discontent. I mean, you know, some people, some people for me are a bit unrealistic. You know, we need to know where we are in the world. We're not, we're not what in that place anymore. Football's changed a lot in the thirty years since you know that happened. Um, I mean, you've got we've got you know teams up the road that are owned by multi multi billionaires, yeah. um, for you know for instance and. You know that's where football is. You know that's what that's, that's the top end of football. We're not that part part of that anymore. You know, but personally, I love Steve Gibson. I think he's amazing. I, what he's done for the club is absolutely amazing. Um, I'm a bit like you when you speak obviously about your owners. Um, mm. I'd I'd love him to be here forever. I really would. Obviously, mm. you know that that won't happen. I know that, and it'll be a sad day when Steve does go. But it's he's been amazing. You know he. he he pays out of his own pocket just to keep us going. Um, you know, things are tight up here. But he doesn't make a big fuss about it. He just gets on with it. He's, yeah, he's just, he's, he's one of us. You know, he's, he literally yeah. is a, a borough lad who, who, who loves his football club as much as we do. I think these days, Craig, for the owners, and we, we've we've learned this certainly last season and this season, uh, it's not just about pumping money into a club. It's about keeping that club sustainable, you know. Yeah. Fact, you know, we've seen well again this last week, Everton and Forest, you know, being naughty boys. Um, but you know, as far as I know, Middlesbrough, no money problems at all, and that's part of the game now, isn't it, uh, Craig? It is, but it's it's sad that it's not recognised as such. You know, the fact that we have seen, you know, 
many teams go to the wall or at least go to the brink of going to the wall. You know, so to have a well-run club um, is, you know, it's fantastic for the supporters. But as I say, yeah. not all of the supporters, sadly, you know, respect that. And, and they, you know, they would gladly, seemingly, you know, give up that stability for a couple of seasons of potential mm. success by throwing loads of money at it. And we also know that that doesn't always happen as well. Those those guys up the road <coughs> from you, Stephen, have tried that on more than one occasion, throwing a load of money at it, and it hasn't worked. So uh, I think to have a football club and have a football club that is run fantastically well by somebody who's local is is almost like the dream scenario. Yeah, it's absolutely right. It's you know, well, you know, you know, fans always sing. You know, he's one of our own to various mm. different parts of their club, and you know, people yeah. that come in and this and that. We sing that he literally is one of our own. Mm. You know, he's born, born in Middlesbrough. Uh, best mates with Chris Kamara. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody knows Cammy. So, um, you know, he literally is a borough lad, born born in Middlesbrough. Came good. Got, got a business, made a lot of money, and he's he's now running his local football club. He saved us. He literally saved mm. our club. He was part of the mm. consortium in 1986 that brought us back from, well, from from the dead because we were yeah. gone. They said that was it. We were done, and he, mm. he brought us back, and we haven't looked back since. And it's all down to that man. You know, the near 40 years he's been part of the football club. He's he's done absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah, and and I, and I think you know. Like I say, people, I think, sort of look at it and go, you know, we've not got money, you have. But there's different degrees of having money. And sometimes you can throw it at it. And, you know, you look at Leeds and their story. And, you know, they, they had to go for it, didn't work out. And look what happened. You know, mm -hmm. they were that close and they, they, they ended up in the third tier. And we very nearly did that a couple of seasons ago, didn't we? You know, we weren't able to sell mm -hmm. Telemans. We didn't get any money in. We were trying to get back into Europe, trying to compete with the big boys. And I think, as I say, to me, it's not just about having money and it's not just about throwing money at it. It's doing it sensibly. And yes, I will moan as much as the next person uh, when, when, when something goes on. Um, and, and, and I just, you know, <laughs> I can say... I, I, I look at these clubs like Middlesbrough and Leicester uh, that are well run. And, and you know, there's so much excess in football, isn't there, Craig? And it's mm. nice sort of to see clubs that are, that are like that. Yeah, because you, you see that the, the club is at the heart of what they do. You know, I'm sure Steve's exactly the same as our owners and our owners, you know, are not locals, mm. but they've taken the city to their heart as well. And there is a much a part of, the fabric of the city and have donated mm. so much money to the local hospitals as well. It's not just about buying a football club for the glory of being involved in the Premier League. And uh, it's about building something and having like a second family away from their home that when they come here, it's like another family and another hometown that they've created here. So, you know, we're both very, very fortunate clubs to have people like that in charge. Yes. I mean, you know, you, you, you know, uh, Steve Gibson is a local lad. Our owners have come in, and they're not just bought into the club; they're bought into the, you know, into the city. Uh, Alan Turfmore, thank you so very much for that, sir. Uh, he says, "Hope you win. I have a soft spot for Leicester, even though I'm 100% Burnley 
up the clarets. Uh, Alan, you're a gentleman, sir. Thank you so very, very much. As you, as you know, I spent 20 odd years of my life in Burnley. Um, I could show you where the escape tunnel is if you uh, if you want to find it. But uh, I mean, I I I, I like Burnley. Obviously, I, the first game I took my, my sons to was a Burnley game. We won't mention the Blackburn ones when I worked for Blackburn. He might take his fiver back. Um, but um, I, I I look at Burnley as a warning because um Craig, you know what what was happening last season for them is happening this season for us mm -hmm. it's a different world we know we're not going to go back up in the, if or let's just say look let's not be uh, uh too 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 cocky if we go back up we're not going to go back up to the thing of where we were fifth every year we're no. going to have to battle again and you know i look at uh, at uh, at burnley and go you know let's watch you know see how they because you know they, they were where we are and you know, and the struggle. I hope they get out of it, and I hope they stay up because I'd like to play them next year. Yeah, I mean, he's stuck to his principles. You know, you talk. We, we talked right at the start of the show about having a plan B, and um, I think Vincent Company has tried to stick to his principles. And and this is the biggest test of sticking to your principles because when you've battled so hard to get back up, and then you can find yourself on the slippery slope going straight back down. You know, do you still have the uh, the kahunas to uh, to stick to it? Um, and I I think he will because I I don't think he can play another way. And I don't think when you've accumulated a group of players to play one way, you can suddenly start saying, right, let's be start being more direct. Let's try and um, play in a different style. So I think we're at a stage now where you know, with managers who take teams through the divisions. Uh, and particularly from the championship back up, playing one kind of way, they're going to have to stick with it and see it through mm. while they're still manager of the club. And I yeah. think that's the one fear that a lot of Leicester fans have got, that, you know, we, we're playing some really nice football and keeping the ball, but there's a realism that if we go back up, we're not going to have that amount of possession. So then do we have the players who are capable of playing in a way when you haven't got the ball? So... It's you know it's Maresca's first job as a as a manager really apart from the the little trial he had in um, in Italy, so he's learning on the job as well. And mm. um, so I'll be interesting to see his take on it. He's already come out and said this is the way we're playing, and if you don't like it, I'll go. So uh, I think we yeah. know what we're in store for. And, so and it I could think be a rocky road. You know? It could be, and I just hope that you know that the board stick with Vincent Company because mm. I think he could be a very good good manager. But yeah. it, it's a time thing. Um, now, Steve, I mean, I said earlier a little bit worried about this game, um, not only because you beat us uh, uh, last time out, and we'll come on to that uh, uh, next. But this is the form guide, and on our on home form at the moment, uh, we're sat in fourth. On a waveform, you're sat in fifth. Um, I mean, talk talk us through your, your, your recent games there. I mean, you mentioned the, the Chelsea one, so you don't have to mention that. I won't put you through that again. But talk, talk about your... Uh, no, I'm not that nasty. Um, you, you know, you lost last night. It uh, wasn't a very happy Valentine's Day. Uh, but, yeah, talk us through your league games. You, you only managed to draw with sort of, you know, bottom place Rotherham. Yeah, we've... Uh... Rotherham seems to be that team. You've always got that team in the championship that no matter where they are, no matter when you play them, you can't beat them. Rotherham's that team for us. We we don't know how to beat Rotherham. 
which is really worrying when you say it out loud. But we don't know how to beat Rotherham. Yeah. I think they've only won, is it three, three games this mm. season? And one of them was against us on Boxing yeah. Day. Oh, that says everything for me. Um, but mm. yeah, form's not being great at the moment. I mean, I will, I'll, I'll skip over Chelsea. I was there. I was at Stamford Bridge that night. It wasn't the greatest watch I've ever had in my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it wasn't great. But yeah, it's not been it's not been great form wise. I say not won a league game since the 29th of December when we beat Huddersfield away. I'd probably say though our our league form away from home has probably kept us in the position where we are. We've only won. I think it's only six games at home this season we've won, which is not great no. uh, when you look when you when you say it out loud, and I say it's our it's our way for. I think we probably benefit our style of play benefits the way getting them results simply because you know when the home team is always the one that has the impetus to go forward. We'll wait for you to go forward and we'll catch you. Bit like what we did in the reverse game. Obviously, we, we played a little bit like the away team, let you have the ball most of the game, and then we hit you. Obviously, hit you with a stunner. But um, that's mm. what that's that's the secret, and that's what's got us results away from home. But yeah, our form at the moment is yeah, look at it, it's not great, is it? I'm su- I'm surprised with that form, but like you say, I mean, uh, one, two, three of those games uh, in the league have been uh, have been at home. Uh, so, like you say, it's the way form. But we finally got the Coventry result off our last five games, Craig. So we can forget that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking looking at that, and I know football's not played on paper. Looking at that, you you would feel confident, wouldn't you? Uh, you would do, and I, I've, I've said a while. I know you keep throwing it at me. You know, when are we going to have our blip? And yeah. um, yes, and I've said that I don't think we are. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com and, and it sounds cocky but capable of having a blip we're capable of throwing in a bit of a dodgy performance mm. but i'm not sure that we would string that many together to be honest we are pretty steady it's whether we can score when we're on top you know the, the last game against chef wednesday I'm going to say it was probably the best 45 minutes we've had in terms of the way that Maresca wants us to play mm. and at the pace that we played at. And that's the key thing, that we moved the ball so much quicker um, in that first 45 minutes, which which made it so much more disappointing that the second half was so poor. And we just can't string those two 45 minutes together at the minute. Um but we have looked pretty comfortable, I must admit. You know, we yeah, we do throw away a goal now and again, but we have got goals in us. So 
we should be confident, but you know, it is this league that you can never take any anybody for granted. No, I mean, looking at that there, I mean, uh, goals scored in the last five, we've got 15, uh, we've only conceded two. Um, Borough, um, five scored, 12 conceded. Um, I just so did you, did you say, do you think this is going to be the start of a bad patch? No, I won't ask you. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, though, I mean, in fairness, six of them goals were in one yeah, game Chelsea. against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. A bit with a, a bit of salt. But... Sorry, yeah, no, no, it is. It, you know, I, I get that. I get that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still. I've got a, a, a bad feeling about this. And look, you know, we played Sheffield Wednesday when we were top and they were bottom and they held us to a one-all draw. So, you know, we, we, we can do that as well. Uh, we can just to uh, make you feel better. But let's take you back. Did you go to the um, the reverse fixture, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder, so yeah, ah, I was there. Yeah. Right. Uh, memories of that game? What a strike. <laughs> what a strike. <laughs> yeah. um, probably the only good thing that Sam Greenwood's done uh, since he joined <laughs> us, uh, to be quite honest. Um, that was a hell of a strike, wasn't it? It was a hell of a way to win a game. Um, yeah. We were under the cosh quite a lot. I say, if I remember the stats right, I think you had 70% possession all game. You know, you hit the post. I think that was through Ian Acho, um later. I think it was a couple of minutes before we actually scored. And we... Like I said, we just hit you, you know, you tried everything, couldn't get through us, and we just hit you uh, with something that was pretty special and mm. you couldn't recover from it. That, mm. that was That's how we won the game. Almost the perfect time to score, really, because it just didn't yeah. give us long enough to get back into it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? I mean, it was a strike and a half, wasn't it, Craig? It was. Just interesting saying that we hit the post with Ian Acho, who's... Uh... Who's probably now our fourth choice striker? No. <laughs> the way that things are going at the moment. How, how things change, eh? I know. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see much of the game other than the highlights. But yeah. uh, I, obviously, I, you know, I was listening to bits of it as well. And uh, it was one of those where, although we had a lot of possession by the sounds of it, we weren't creating lots because you, you know. I think Middlesbrough are a pretty well-organised team. You know, mm. as you say, you take those six goals away at Chelsea and, you know, it's, you know, you're low-scoring games and I don't think this will be any different, to be honest. So, um, but we, one of those where we huffed and puffed but didn't, couldn't prize them open. I think we're playing with a little bit more um, attacking freedom at the moment. We've got our, our sort of, it's funny because, we can tell pretty much, and again, I, I know because you, you're based down there, Chris, you, you don't get to see us very often, but at a live game at, at the at, uh, at the King Power, you can tell pretty early on if our wingers are in the mood. Mm. And it's like they were in the mood at uh, against Chef Wednesday, and you could see that they were going to take on the fullbacks every time they got it, and, you know, there were nutbags and God knows what going on. But you do get games where they don't seem like they're in the mood, and then we struggle a little bit, so... It's going to be interesting to see whether we can get a fast start. The last couple of home games, we've scored very early. We've scored in the first five minutes. Um, but, you know, we got the second goal against Wednesday. We didn't against Swansea and it was a little bit iffy. But, you know, we, we are in a, in a decent run of form. You know, five wins on the bounce. Yeah. You know, you should be confident. So, um, yeah. hopefully we can take that into this game. 
I mean, just looking here, Steve, like you said, 67% possession to ourselves. Um, we had 12 shots, but you had nine. Of our 12 shots, only 33% were on target. If you're nine, 67% were on target. Um, so, you you know, you, you gave us a game. And I think following on, because I think that was the, just after the Leeds game, uh, who beat us. Mm. We've got them coming up soon as well. Um, how confident are you going into the game? Not very, to be quite honest. <laughs> Not very. Yeah. Um, we we know what we're up against on Saturday. Um, I mean, you you were quite um, reluctant to say it. I'll say it. I think you, you will go up this year. I've got no doubts about that. Um, I've, I've said it all season. Um, it, it would say the squad you've got would probably compete with you. You know, with the mid tables of the Premier League. To be quite honest. When you look at it, when you put them man to man, that's mm. what we're up against, and you know that's the caliber of teams that are coming down, and you know that's what that's what we've got on Saturday, and yeah, it's it's, it's going to be really really tough, and I'm just hoping we can put in a bit of a frustrating performance for yourselves, and and catches catches a bit cold again, and and catches on the break. That's that's the only thing I'm praying <laughs> for because I can't see us going going down there on Saturday and dominating. No, no. Well, time will tell, of course. I mean, Craig, um, I'm a bit annoyed about Borough because they lost the other day, so I've had to do both the top and the bottom because <laughs> you're in 13th position, so I can't. I tried to sneak you in on the top and it wouldn't work. <laughs> um, but, um, they, they, I mean, unlike Liverpool, I think they were, they were sort of like 12th or 13th and they got them in the top half of the uh, Premier League. Um, I mean, yes, yeah, three draws, four losses, more goals scored than anybody else, least conceded than anybody else. Uh, goal difference is, is like unreal. We are, I mean, we are what 30 odd points off seventh, you know. We, we've got we're, there's a bigger gap between us and seventh than points earned by the bottom three teams. Yeah. I know you've said it would take a, a complete and utter meltdown for us not to get at least second. Um, but I, I have now, and although I'm not, although I'm not confident, I do think in like I want to win this league. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, Man City and us, as I think I've said this before, we've both won it nine times or eight times. Mm -hmm. You know, Man City never going to be this low down in the in the pyramid again, so unless the FA grow a pair and and, and drop them a couple of leagues, so they're never, probably never going to win this again. That would make us uh, the top. And I want to get the record points as well. I mean, we're what? Um, 46 less. There's 12 games to go. Um, 30, how many points is that? Um, 36 points we can get. We're not going to get all 36, I know, mm. but we've got to play Southampton. We've got to play Leeds. Um, as perhaps he's just said there, 29 more points for the record. I'm going to ask you this one this week then, uh, Craig. Can we do it? Uh, I don't. I don't think we will. To be honest, um, I think it's a stretch. And I, I, I know Maresca, you know, a, again in recent weeks has come out and said that he will not allow any drop off in standard. He came out last week and said that if he can see that a player's not at it and not doing what's re, uh, required of him, he'll quite happily sub him after five minutes. Mm. So uh, hopefully, it'll, it'll never come to that. But he is. Um, driven, it seems that he's driven to 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 probably break the record, I guess, but to achieve the aim of 
getting promoted, you know, and then it's how much he can drive that team forward to win the title and then the record. So his first aim is to get promoted, you know, clearly and by by any means possible. You know, we are grinding a few results out. But I think he, he's got it in. I, he's probably more confident than I am. It's whether when we get to that point of getting promoted, whether he starts rotating a little bit, trying different things in preparation for next season, trying some players to make decisions about whether he gives them offers and new contracts or whether he looks to the reserves and, and the youth team to see whether there's anybody capable of stepping up there. So I would, you know, that might happen and, and that's enough to lose you those sort of few points that we've got in hand, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Ashley says there, quite rightly, 14 games left, 42 points. Uh, my maths is as good as my English. Uh, <laughs> not, not my uh, not my strong points. But yeah, 29. But I mean, we, we average to just under two and a half points a game. Uh, mm-hmm. So if we can do that, we will end up with 108. So it's not going to yeah. be the... The, the the record for ever any league ever done, which I think if we won every game it would be, um, but um, yeah, I, I want that now. I'm getting feel like I, with every game I want that. Um, Steve, I mean you, you're sort of thirteenth there. Um, what are your hopes for the season, and what, or where do you think? You, what's your hopes, and where do you think you will end up? I mean, we're top of that table, so there's a start. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. That's very true. I'll take that. <laughs> um, we're seven, I mean, we're seven points off the playoffs now. Um, there's a lot of teams in that playoff run. I think there's four mm. teams all tied on 48 points. So you know, there's there's something. Um, yes. So it's it's going to be tough to get the playoffs now. You know, like I said, with the lack of firepower that we've got up front. You know, goals win games, and we're struggling to score goals at the moment. And I think that's what's going to cost us at the end of the season. Um, and silly goals we're giving away as well. I mean, the two goals we conceded last night weren't great. I mean, the second one, I've never seen a deflection like it land on the right foot of a striker the way it did, but it did. So, um, you know, it's going to be frustrating, but. We'll give we'll give it a good go. We won't give up until it's over. You know, we're not like that. We'll we'll never stop. Um it's still there. We've got a game in hand on most of the teams above us as well. Um so w- whether we get it personally, I, d- I think we'll just fall short, but don't count us out just yet. I mean, just like you said, um look, looking at that top half of the table again, um just bring it um back up. Um I think now the top four are the top four for me. Um, Ipswich, at one point, I was saying like it's just an Ipswich and the rest to play for, but I think Southampton and Leeds are going to end up in, in the top six. And those are the two places. They literally, I mean, West Brom have, have, have pulled away uh, and they've got a game in hand as well. But really, it seems to change every week. You know, every time I look at it, you know, Norwich were in it, then Coventry. Preston were in there when we played them. They were actually top when we played them. Um, you know, it does seem to change, so there's nothing to say that you know it, it can't be done exactly. You know, it's it's not impossible, mm. obviously, there's a lot of obstacles in front of us, um, that we've got to overcome. The only thing I will say, as long as Sunderland don't get in there, I'll be happy. 
you know, you know that'll do me. You know, yeah. Keep them out, I'm happy. Um, but it's it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. You know, mm. I think we've got a fair few of them teams still to play. Still, you know, coming towards the end of the season. I mean, our last games against Watford for a start. So you know, mm. there's one. We've still got to go to Hull. Nor- you know, we've still got Norwich. Um, thankfully, Coventry's dealt with. I don't like talking about Coventry after last season, so um, mm. that's one I've got rid of. So um, we don't yeah, like talking about them full stop. So don't welcome yeah, you, know, you feel my pain. I mean, you feel my pain from last season, and Chris. Mm. But um, it's yeah, it's going to be tough. We know that, but we've we have shown when the going does get tough and you know the challenges in front of us. Just take that Chelsea home game for example. We can step mm. up and we can give someone a fright, and you know pull something out of the bag a bit like we did. You know, that cold Tuesday night in January. So it's not impossible. It's not probable. But we'll uh, say we'll give it a right good go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and talking about giving it a right good go, um, what what do you think? Is you, you thought, you know, do, do you have, you know, stick to a formation? I mean, we know what our formation is going to be before we even start. You know, three at the back, drop into four uh, when we're defending, uh, one up front with two wingers. Um what is it for Middlesbrough? You know, what 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 do you think the tactics are going to be? How are you going to play? You're away from home, where I say you do better than you know at home at the moment. Um, and who who should we be looking out for? We, we differ between a four two three one and a four three three. Depends how you look at it. Mm. Uh, there's always the bank of four in front of the keeper. Um, one play. I mean, it's really weird saying this is a player to look for, but the defender we bought in the summer, uh, Rav Vandenberg. Looks to be an absolute superstar. Um, I say he's 19 years old. He's got the world at his feet. You know, you wouldn't think he was 19 the way he plays. He's just absolutely fantastic. Um, a very mature head on young shoulders. Um, I say definitely one player to look out for. Um, so th- th- there's one player to look out for. I mean, we've got we've got spark up front. We really do, like in our attacking positions. We've got players like Riley McGree. Obviously, Finnazaz just come, joined us from Plymouth. He's he's now starting to um, get into a position where, you know, I mean, he scored last night. I say the goal was an absolute screamer as well. Um, so I say if you haven't seen that, give that give that a watch. That might yeah. that might give you something to watch on Saturday as well. Um, <laughs> you know, Hayden Hackney. You know, academy product, midfield superstar. He's destined for great things as well. That's, I think that's the most frustrating part when you say they say it like that. We've got so many players that are potential superstars, and they're just not showing it at the moment. And you think mm. we don't know why that is. You know, we're not quite putting it together. When you know we can have 20, 25 minutes in a game, and you think if we play like that for another, I don't know, f- f- you know, 30, 35 minutes, maybe put an hour together, we'll blow teams away. You know, we 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 will beat yeah. most teams in this league. I'm I'm very confident saying that. But we're not doing that at the moment, and it's showing in our results, and it's the frustrations going bigger and bigger. But tomorrow, Saturday, I'd probably say it'd be a four-two-three-one. Um, don't ask me who we put up front because I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Um, now we knew Vardy Craig was going to start for us against Sheffield Wednesday. I think that was the one thing we could, uh, one of the things we could bank on uh, for the last game. Um, do you see him starting? Um, for well against Middlesbrough, or do you see Daka coming back in, or is Cannon going? We know Daka didn't even you know get on the pitch at the weekend. What changes, if any, do you see less though? I mean, like I say, that's our formation; it's the same every week. Um, but we do sort of tend to change the personnel round. Yeah, I think um, 
I think Dakar will come back in from from all the noises that Moresca's made and the interview that he did after the game. He was talking about the fact that he was, you know, rotating and, and giving people chances. But the underlying thing sounded like he, he saw Dakar as his number one and he shares the rest of it between Cannon and Vardy. So, um, you know, he might, he might fool us all. Uh, I think it was interesting that I thought Pratt had a much better game. Oh, man of the match, Jeffrey, I must admit. Uh, again, everybody dropped off a little bit in the second half, but first half, and, and you know, he, he was involved in a couple of good chances that we had in the second half that would have killed the game off quite early. But he was getting more into those positions where indeed he had been getting into, you know, yeah. sort of making the extra player and get to the byline. Um, so that was a... That was another big positive that he's sort of learning how to play in this Maresca style. So um, I think it'll be pretty much the same team um, with Dakar coming in. The only other potential one he may give Doyle a run instead of JJ, who was a little bit iffy. But um, but I, I think I think we can expect Dakar to come back. Indeed. Um, going to let you go in a second, Stephen. But of course, before we do, uh, it's that horrible score prediction time. Uh, I'll give you a chance to have a think because I'll go to you first, Greg. I've not put my predictions in for the uh, prediction. I team. haven't either. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think it's going to be another tight one. To be honest, I don't think there'll be a lot of goals in this. So I'm going to go for a two-one to Leicester. Well. Would you believe that is exactly what I'm going for, Craig? Yes, I can. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1 as well. Which has just put the kiss of death on it. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm sure um, you're not going to predict a Leicester victory, and I wouldn't expect you to, uh, Steve. Um, where, what, what prediction are you going to uh, to give us? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we won 1-0. I mm. really wouldn't. But my sensible head's probably taking over. 1-1. One, one. I think we'll get a point. I do think we'll get a point on Saturday um, and take that back up to uh, Teesside with us. As I say, we've got a fair travelling fa- uh, fan base coming down. Yeah. Um, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to being part of. So, yeah, we'll take a point and, and, and bring that home. Have a safe journey down to uh, the KP and have a safe match. Um, we'll, again, finally, leave you with this. We always have a... Um, uh, played for both, um, or been at both, I should say. I've changed the name and I can never remember it. Nigel Pearson, uh, for a player for you and as a manager for us. Uh, I mean, I know the first game that you remember was probably one of Nigel's towards the end of his Middlesbrough career. Was that was that um, League Cup final? Yeah, I mean, you know, N- Nigel's one of the first captains I remember. Um, watching the club, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the guy's a legend, you know, he, he led the squad that was, you know, taken down and took us straight back up um, from what is the championship these days, obviously Division 1 back then, mm-hmm. uh, finishing second behind Forest. So, you know, that was that was his last um, last act as a Borough player. So, I say he left us after that. But, yeah, it was fantastic. He gave everything for the shirt. You know, he's, he's well thought of up here. He nearly took us over as manager a couple of times. You know, we've we've uh, we've all screamed for him to be manager a couple, on a couple of occasions, but it's never happened. But yeah, he's well thought of in T side as Nigel Pearson. Um, I mean, look, you know, we just we just love him. Well, I do, and I, I think he's got this reputation with obviously his ostrich rant 
uh, Craig, but we wouldn't have been where we were without him, would we? No, I, I mean, it's nice for Nigel to be a legend at two clubs because um, he is a legend here as well. And yeah. uh, I think the one thing that fans, you know, he sees it like a fan is what mm. I can say from a managerial point of view. Whenever, you know, those post-match interviews or pre-match interviews, as we've seen, you know, he didn't take any nonsense. You know, he he, he looked at, you know, reporters with disdain if they would ask mm. those inane questions. And, you know, and it's, it's a bugbear of mine. I hate them. Those post-match interviews just do my head in. You know, yeah. oh, you must have been really disappointed to lose there. What do you expect? And, yeah. and Nigel had no time for any of that rubbish, you know. And uh, and he would say how it was. And I think yeah. you got the feeling that the players like that as well. They always knew where they stood with him. Yes, you know, they whether did. they were in favour or they or they weren't. So yeah. uh, none of this sort of freezing a player out and then the playing saying I, the player saying I don't know why what what's happened or what. Mm-hmm. With Nigel, he played it straight. Yes. And, uh, and he, he was great for us. And, uh, yeah, and he will always be a Leicester legend. And I'm not saying that he would have won us the title, but he certainly put the foundations there on which Claudio built the uh, built the, 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 the building, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, he um, you, you're right. I mean, with one or two additions uh, to that team, it was pretty much his team. And uh, that great escape season, he found a way of playing that suited the players. And that was just taken forward, and, and we all know what happened in we that do. year. We do. Um, and obviously, without a club at the moment, so we wish him well. We wish him well. Um, Steve, thank you so very much for coming on and giving your time up. Um, I say, please abolo- apologise to your uh, no your fellow hosts for my bad spelling. Uh, but just uh, there is a link in the description below uh as to how people can find you but uh, just just give a shout out as to where you can be found uh i said the link is below we're on we're on facebook youtube um at the 12th man podcast on twitter or x whatever elon musk is calling it these days um yeah at 12th man uh you can find us there we're on all your leading you know podcast uh places where you can find us spotify things like that so yeah give us a listen you know we've already previewed uh, the Leicester game for Saturday so uh, yeah there you go and just because obviously you say it's the 12th man but it's spelt very talk about me spelling but it's it is spelt a very funny way how, how, how do you spell it just to let people know I mean it's spelt uh, T-W-E and then 1-2-T-H you know we are we are the 12th man that's what us fans do mm. you know and if you're not if you're not yeah. part of that then you know you know, you're not backing your team properly for me, is it? You know, we give everything. You know, if they if they give us it back, we'll give it for them. That's how we. That's what we fully believe, and that's what that's what our ethos is. So that's why we are the twelfth man. Exactly. Obviously, I don't wish you good luck this weekend. Uh, <laughs> but after that, I'd I'd love to see uh, Middlesbrough go back up again, and uh, and whether you make the playoffs or not, it's going to be tight. But look, good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks for coming on. Take care, buddy. Take care, Craig. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks to Stephen there. Um, Yeah, Nigel, like you say, Nigel Pearson, I I love the fact when he told that fan to go away and and pass away. I mean, it's what a fan would have said to him, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. He's... uh... 
He's, he, he's something that you're not allowed to say. He's, he's kind of a man's man, isn't he? I know you're not yeah. really about to say that, but even you know, even the stories of him going off hiking in Romania and being uh, attacked by wolves and all that kind of thing. You know, it's just a legend. I always that story wrong because I always say it's bears, but it is wolves, isn't it? Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day when he decides to write an autobiography because I'm sure that'll be a, a fantastic yeah. read. And there is another side to him, and I saw that, like I said, funnily enough, when I was at Bournemouth in that the game when Kevin Phillips scored, we were sat... Yeah because we couldn't get tickets in the Leicester end, we sat behind the Leicester um, uh, dugout. And at the end of the game, before we went off, you know, we, we sort of flashed our Leicester shirts and he came over and he was talking. Totally, yeah. totally lovely guy. But look, we've got um, uh, Middlesbrough this weekend. A team for me that you'd think is easier to spell, but when I, when I was prepping it, I did actually put three E's in it. So I did get it wrong. But... Um, Next up after that, it's Leeds, which obviously is the Friday night. Not obviously, but it is Friday night, obviously mm. on Sky. Uh, first against second now. Um, if we win that, I know we have still got Southampton to play in a couple of weeks later, but if we beat Leeds, is that it? Do you think, are we, are we pretty much one foot or one hand on the trophy, shall we say? Um I don't think so. I think there's still too many games to go. You know, it's one defeat for Leeds. If it was, you know, six games out, then then maybe. I mean, what I would like to see is West Brom uh, continue their recent good form tomorrow night because they've got Southampton. So, yeah, that would be uh, very helpful for us. But if we keep winning, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. So, uh, no. I think that is a game, uh, Chris, where... You know, I'm prompting you here, but if you'd say, would you take a point? I was about to, in fairness. (laughs) You know me too well, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that leads one. I I may take a point. That wouldn't be a bad result. No, it wouldn't. I mean, I was very surprised at the Bristol City result. See, I wasn't. It was funny. And I'm annoyed that I didn't put it in the predictions. I put them down for a draw. But we were walking to... um, to the game, the Chef Wednesday game with with Scott and uh, we were doing our Sky Super Six and the Bristol Southampton was one of the games and uh, so we do them in secret and then we compare and I said to him, I just think this is the night it's going to happen. Um, I think Bristol are going to beat them. I went 2-1, it was 3-1 in the end but I just had a feeling that that was the night because Bristol's home form is, is pretty decent and, you know, with the best will in the world, you can't keep not losing. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So let's just hope that like we did when we lost two back-to-back that uh, that they lose against West Brom as well and uh, and give us that little bit of extra breathing space. You, that would be you, very you nice. should have gone for that in the prediction league. I know I should. Brad, Brad is sniffing you down and me no. as well. So he is yeah. not far behind us now. He's, he's had no, a I think fantastic I weekend. <laughs> yeah, I had a bad week, I think, this week. I, I, I definitely should have put that one in, but... Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, it's as they say with Brad, you know, it's the hope that kills you. So we're just giving him that little bit of hope. <laughs> and then we're we'll slip it, we? we'll slip into fourth gear and just drive away from it. I tell you what, one thing about getting promoted, if we do, is that we'll be able to sort of do better in the prediction league. Yeah, I think so, I'm yeah. really rubbish in this division. Wow, that's a nightmare. <laughs> but, uh, Craig, thank you so very, hey, very welcome. much. Sir. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, a quick shout out as to where people can follow you. Yeah, just get me on uh, X, Twitter, as I said, as Stephen said, whatever uh, he's calling it. 
um, at Craig Bird. Uh, simple and to the point. And um, I, I, I still call it Twitter. I know I do. I do just X is just it's yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? You know, yeah. sounds like I'm meeting you on a porn site. Um, <laughs> not for the first time, but then we we will move on. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Don't forget You're to read the details in the private chat, mate, and I'll sort yeah, it out. Do. And right. uh, thank you very much, and uh, I will speak to you soon. Yeah, cheers, Chris. See you, mate. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thanks very much to, um, to, 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 to Craig there. Um, and this Saturday, of course, we're going to be doing another watch along. Um, thank you to everybody, by the way, that has subscribed uh, to the channel recently. We've, we've had like 200 new subscribers over the past two weeks. I mean, God, I don't know where you're coming from, but thank you very, very much for coming. Please stay. Uh, if you are new to this channel, stick it on the bottom. Um, give us a subscription. Uh, and there you can see just there is our TikTok. If you like little little um, bits of fun, um, it's all the it's all the bits that we shouldn't be doing on the shows. Most of them are Dave. I'm not going to lie. He does contribute 90% of the uh, content for my TikTok channel. Um, he was drunk the other night. Uh, I've got one to go up of him of him in a disco, but we'll, we'll save that for another time. Uh, I will see you. Well, tomorrow night it's seven o'clock on um for the prediction show with brad um i'm not planning to be on it but then i wasn't planning to be on it last week and he was on his own and uh i will be back on saturday like you say there 2 15 for the match day live and if you like a bit of love music then get yourself over to surreyhillsradio.co.uk on friday night uh between 10 and 12 for two hours of love songs with dr love me um and uh, it's just a great way to end your weekend thanks to craig thanks to steve uh e-contact details are in the description below as indeed are craig's uh, uh of course and uh, thank you to everybody who's been in the chat really do appreciate it and if you've been listening on your favorite podcast platform whatever that is spotify apple google uh, or even youtube uh, podcast thank you very much for lending me your ears you can have them back now Thanks so much. I will see you uh, on Saturday um, if you're not listening on the radio. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. Oops, that went wrong. I'll try that again. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.